Welcome to the Heart of a Man podcast. We are a movement of men in central Indiana pursuing meaningful friendships, faith, and character. If you'd like to learn more about us, please visit us at heartofaman.org. Today's talk is from our founder, Bill Moore, challenging us on our ability to keep our commitments to friends, families, and to Jesus. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you're inspired by the ideas. Thank you for participation this week in our study. It was quite encouraging as we wrestled with the idea of pursuing Jesus as our sole focus for 2021. Tonight, we're going to discuss commitment. I trust the study and the group discussion helped get your mind engaged in this concept. You know, I grew up watching Michael Jordan play basketball, both at North Carolina and with the Chicago Bulls. For the men my age, it would be easy to agree, Michael was one of the greatest basketball players ever. If you listened to his interviews over the years, you could see his competitive drive was as high as I've ever seen in an athlete. Michael was committed to win. One of his fundamental beliefs was winners never quit. In fact, one of his most famous quotes was, if you quit once, it will become a habit. Never quit. I certainly don't consider Michael Jordan a role model for Christian men. Man, but his passion to never quit is a critical element of what it means to succeed at whatever you have committed to in your life. I recall making a commitment when my first son, Taylor, was born. I never spoke the words to anyone, but I remember feeling a deep conviction and determination that I would never abandon my family. I would never quit, no matter how hard it got. I never wanted my sons or my wife to live without me. The pain I felt from my dad leaving when I was one and a half years old has never left me. I have and am still committed to never quit. Think about commitments you have made. What is one commitment that you know you will never break? What fuels that commitment? Tonight I'm praying you will take a fresh look at the promise you have made to Jesus. I'm hoping you will assess if you are living a life that is preparing you to be fully committed to Him when being a follower starts to get difficult. So let us start with prayer before I dig in. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being with us. Lord, I pray for each guy that's listening right now that the Holy Spirit will reach him. And Lord, that my words in this camera won't be a distraction in any way, that you'll reach our hearts and minds, Lord. Help us get stronger, more committed to you, Lord. Help our passion to follow you grow. Strengthen us, Jesus. Bring us together as men. In your name we pray, amen. In Philippians 2, we read about the commitment Jesus made to his Father, to the Holy Spirit, and to mankind. Jesus chose to leave heaven he chose to give up his heavenly position at the right hand of his father. He chose to bridle his power. He chose to take the life of an earthly man. He chose to engage humanity in all its frailty, sinfulness, emotions, and corruption. He chose to die an incredibly gruesome and painful death. He made that commitment for the sake of saving all of mankind, even those who killed him. Jesus made that choice, 
And then he faithfully lived out his commitment. He did not flake out. He did not run when all his friends ran away or when it got hard. Jesus stood firmly committed to the promise he made and he did not quit. That's what it means to be committed. How do you think you're doing with keeping your commitments? Randy Alcorn in his book called Happiness argues that mankind's single focus is to find happiness. Almost everything we do is in pursuit of fulfilling our need for happiness. I believe that is showing up as a significant decrease in our ability to keep our commitments. I've noticed a good deal of men today have been transformed by the American culture immediate gratification. We want to get our benefits as fast as possible. There's no need for waiting for anything. Heck, sacrificing time, money, and personal pain are almost considered weaknesses today. This shows up in men, for example, not living out simple commitments to be where they promised they would be at a certain time, or simply keeping a commitment to a friend to go have dinner or coffee because they're hoping a better option will arise. Even worse, we've started to think it's normal to look for better options to make us happy with no concern for breaking a commitment. Men, our commitments to each other are the backbone of trust. Trust is created when you make a small commitment and you keep it. When that cycle is repeated, trust grows. Friendships are built. It happens slowly. Sadly, trust is lost instantly when you break a commitment. I had a Christian brother humiliate me in front of a group of other men when he yelled at me for not following through on sharing a contact with him. Our relationship was reconciled, but has really never been the same. Men, we stay isolated and alone and unwilling to share Jesus with the world because we don't trust people. Trust is the only way men move from isolation into friendship. The prophet Isaiah said, how beautiful in the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, meaning that the only way people know Jesus is through other people. Men, we help other men know Jesus when we build trust with them and become their friend. Keeping our commitments is the foundation of that process. Let me take this idea of commitment a step further. Let me discuss our commitment to Jesus. When you confess Jesus as Lord, what did you think you were actually committing to? I can honestly say, I really did not think about it. I was deeply afraid and I needed Jesus. It hasn't been until I've studied the Bible and served with the Lord that I've learned about the cost to this commitment. Peter was there from the start with Jesus, and numerous times he said he was fully committed to him. In fact, in John 6, when many disciples left Jesus, Peter said Jesus was all he had. Yet, right before Jesus was to be tortured and crucified, Peter was confronted by a little girl. Peter denied knowing Jesus three times. So even Peter faltered in his commitment to Jesus. It wasn't until after Jesus was resurrected that Peter was reinstated by him and then filled with the Holy Spirit. At that point, Peter realized what the price was to live out the remainder of his life passionately committed to Jesus. And guys, let me tell you, Peter never quit. In a letter Peter wrote to the church, he says, Rejoice in the sufferings of Christ. 
Do not be ashamed of your suffering. Instead, praise God that you bear that name. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus said in chapter 5, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Guys, our commitment to Jesus is going to require us to suffer in some manner. It is part of the commitment you made to let him be Lord of your life. This may be loss of income because of government attacking your business, verbal abuse or even physical assaults by majority groups, getting fired for standing against abortion, poor living conditions while helping in low-income communities, friends who never speak to you once they know you're a Christian, Muslim extremists imprisoning or even killing you, and other Christians attacking you for standing on the other side of an issue. According to Francis Chan, in China, they have five pillars for building home churches. Prayer, the Bible, sharing the gospel, serving others, and rejoicing when they are persecuted. They know that people committed to Jesus will be constantly persecuted in China. It is normal everyday life as a follower of Jesus. They rejoice as they tell their stories because they feel united to Jesus in that pain. They're astonished when they hear we're switching churches because we're mad at each other. Their enemy is the government, not each other. They need each other. Their commitment to each other and to Jesus looks very different than ours. In 1962, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that public schools cannot allow their employees to lead in any form of prayer. That day marked the beginning of a systemic removal of Jesus from America. God is no longer welcome in public schools, college campuses, and in politics. We saw real anger toward a Catholic judge being challenged for her faith values during her Supreme Court hearings. Several years ago, a shop owner lost his business for not making a cake for a gay couple and a football coach lost his job for holding to his Christian values. There are many, many examples of Christians in this country suffering for Jesus. America is increasingly more intolerant of Christians as citizens walk away from the church. 21%, only 21% of millennials believe in absolute truth. 18% read their Bible daily, and only 28% attend church regularly. And of that 28% that go to church, only a third are men. Guys, with less than 10% of our young men being influenced by God's word on a regular basis, we should not be surprised to see how many more young men without the Holy Spirit controlling their anger will be breaking windows and burning buildings and killing innocent people. The violence is going to increase as Jesus is asked to leave. The battle in America is just like what Noah saw before the flood. People are consumed with selfish evil in their hearts. There are no laws or systems of justice comprehensive enough to hold off the power of the greed being pumped through the American media. Our battle will not only be against people who do not believe in God, but it will also be against our own passion and desire to live a materialistic lifestyle. Living for pleasure is American. Sacrificing some of your own comfort time and money will be required to serve Jesus. It's your commitment. So let me ask you again, what commitment did you make to Jesus? 
What suffering are you willing to endure before you walk away from your faith? Tonight, you need to examine your ability to keep simple commitments you have made to friends and family. If you readily break commitments to those people so that you can find something better, I guarantee you, as this pressure to follow the crowd ramps up, you will be one of the first to deny Jesus and run for the safety of the American herd. So please, rethink your commitment to Jesus. Understand fully what he is asking you to endure. Practice commitment to people, especially when it requires you to sacrifice your time, money, home, or emotional capacity. Practice commitment so when Jesus calls you to endure, you can say, I'm committed to you, Jesus, and I will not deny you. I will not run. Now, let me be clear. The response of Christian men to opposition by Americans who think you are a hate-filled bigot is not to fight back, but to try to love these people. We are called by Jesus to love our enemies, not to hurt them. We have to lead people to Jesus. Jesus is made known through kindness, compassion, care, and service. Hate-filled speech on social media against whatever you see going wrong only makes you look like a hate-filled Christian. That is what makes people hate Christians. We can oppose viewpoints that are counter to our faith, but we can do that with language and attitudes that reflect respect and love. Men have asked me if they should defend their family if they are attacked. If someone physically assaults you or your family, you have every right to defend yourself. But the Bible makes it clear we should never seek revenge or take justice into our own hands. God alone has that authority, and he will exercise it in the last days. Make no mistake, every single person will be judged. No one will escape. Jesus and his apostles make it clear we will be greatly rewarded in heaven for standing fast. We will be heirs to the kingdom. We will be God's children and experiencing unending joy as we see Jesus lifted up as king. We shall have a glorious new life when the new heaven and the new earth are brought together as a new kingdom with Jesus as the one and only king forever. No more corruption, no more racism, no more disease, no more censoring, no more news filled with lies and evil intent. No, what we'll see are inhabitants of God's kingdom sharing a common experience of suffering for the gospel. Our love for Jesus will become real to us in our suffering as we struggle to bring the lost into the kingdom. I will close with this plea. Please solidify your commitment tonight to pursue Jesus, knowing you will find real joy as you suffer trying with every fiber of your being to bring Jesus to everyone in this world. Reframe all your thinking around this commitment as the centerpiece of your daily reality and let it drive your daily purpose. Start to practice keeping all your commitments. The Bible says, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Jesus lived out a commitment to you so you would find strength in him and never quit. Men, we can never quit. Let's pray together. 
Heavenly Father, we love you and we praise you, Lord. Oh, we know we're gonna be challenged. We know it's gonna get harder. Don't let us quit. Strengthen us, empower us. Give us the boldness of Peter and the courage that you put in us to fight to the end, Lord. Help us love people even when we're hurt. Help us demonstrate compassion and care for even the worst, because we were that way at one time too, Lord. Father, guide us and lead us as we commit to you, Jesus, the rest of our life. In your name we pray, amen. Guys, have a great week. Look forward to seeing you next week.